you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Martin Ebonge. Welcome to the show, Martin. Yeah, thank you very much for, for having me. I'm uh, you know, very happy to be here. Excellent. And uh, I heard, Martin, you're in Bali at the moment. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Bali. I've been here for the last five years, uh, enjoying uh, the lifestyle here. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Excellent. So there is a few people around the world who don't know who you are yet. However, we're about to change that, at least for right. the people listening at least for the people listening to this podcast. So would you mind doing like a quick introduction of who you are and how you ended up in Bali and so on? Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Martin Ebonge. As you said, I'm, uh, I'm from France originally, uh, but I haven't been in France for the last uh, a good seven years. I started my career online uh, 15 years ago and worked in different um, spaces of the online industry. Um, I worked with a lot of big names, the big companies managing their 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 campaigns, so you know Skype, PNG, and uh, eBay, and you know companies like this. But I've always wanted to um, have more freedom. So I did like my job and everything. It's not that I was unhappy, but that just aspired for more, and uh, and wanted to create my own lifestyle. So uh, seven years ago, I decided to uh, pack my stuff, quit my job because I already built a business that was running and bringing me. You know, three times my, my salary. And um, I decided to go on the round the world tour that I did for a good year and a half. And um, after that, I arrived in Bali and I decided to stay in Bali because I did like how uh, kind of like the vibe here and the intellectual stimulation because I meet a lot of people here. And um, yeah, so I've, I've had this business, that current business that I have, uh, which has now expanded to different business units. Um, where I have staff that are all over the world. So they basically work remote from uh, four different countries. And uh, yeah, it's been a learning curve, but it's been a really fun ride. Excellent. It sounds like a lot of fun. So what, yeah. what, what countries are your staff based in, just out of interest? So, um, so there is uh, one person who's here in Indonesia, uh, in Bali, next to me. There is one person in Romania, two people in Kenya, uh, one guy in uh, Croatia, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So when we were talking before the show, you said you talked about one thing that that really I'm a big fan of, which is empowering people. So which which part of this business or like which aspects have you really been able to empower people with, and how have you? gone around it to be able to do that because lots and lots of the audience listening are really struggling to get these first moves. They're, they're really struggling both in delegation, but particularly in the empowering piece and, and really learning to let go. Right. Yeah. So uh, the, the thing is, this is the, um, I mean, the main, the core issue, if you ask me, I will call it an issue, but the, 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 the main thing for me is uh, kind of like your ego as the entrepreneur, right? Because as the entrepreneur, while you started the business and, and all that kind of stuff, and you think that you are the only 
and the best person on the, in the solar system who can do the task. And it's very hard to actually let go and give it to other people. Um, so, you know, this is something that I realized kind of early in my career. I started, um, I started a business uh, where I, um, I was kind of like a middleman. And uh, I mean, long story short, basically, um, I was the middleman. It was a very technical and technical company where I didn't understand anything that the client wanted because it was all about HTML and stuff that I don't know how to, you know, how to code or anything. And I had basically to take that information and give it to the developer for him to do what the customer actually wanted. Um, and customer had to talk to me. I was completely incompetent, so I didn't know it. And uh, I realized uh, right then and there that, look, um, you know, as, uh, as great as I think I am, the only problem in that company was me. So I had to figure out a way to let the people who actually know their stuff talk about it. And this is when the, the business started running. And this is when I realized that, hey, you know what? I am not necessarily the, the best person to do everything. There are some things I'm very good at. And there are some things that people are much better than me at doing. And they should be the ones doing it. So, you know, starting with that, um, I started looking for uh, people who have some skills that I don't have. Right. So some, you might say, oh, yeah, well, I need to have some like a, a very specific list of skills that I'm looking for. No, actually, sometimes you already have people in your company and you've never actually given them the chance to show you those skills that they have. They might already have them. You know, um, so I try to identify this. So, for example, me, I'm a, I'm a creator. I am not a performer. Right. So the creators, they like to create stuff and then they, they just move on to the next baby or something. They don't like I don't like the nitty gritty of going monitoring every day and stuff. Some people love this. They're very good at this, you know. So I will find someone in my company who is very good at all the, you know, the tracking, the monitoring, the blah, blah, blah. That, you know, I don't really necessarily like doing that stuff. And I will basically go to them and uh, tell them, look, this is your baby now. Now, the. Um, the thing is, um, in order to, to give those, those uh, tasks to people, it's not just the, um, not just like a process, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. You basically have to make sure that everybody knows in the company that they're now the person, they have your authority, and it's their baby, all right? And from there, uh, I also make sure that when they get the, 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 the process, I'm giving them guidelines okay because at the end of the day i've realized that dude you can do it better than me so i'm giving you some guidelines so just so you don't start you know uh, you're not lost in the beginning but you know by any means please if it doesn't make sense if there is an easier way to do it then please change it it's yours and when people feel included and uh, basically the work that they're doing they actually built it themselves then there will be a hundred times more involved in the company and you will be surprised. I mean, uh, you know, my, my people, they came up with stuff I never thought about because, you know, they're different from me. And, uh, you know, I found some hidden gems thanks to them, you know. So that has been, uh, for me, the biggest driver in, in my company. This is what I do with every project. I empower people to take that over and make some suggestions. And honestly, it's uh, what it's priceless. Excellent. Now, how do you keep people accountable? So when, when, you're, when you're giving them the responsibility, when you're handing over and saying, now it's your baby, mm -hmm. how do you manage the accountability piece? And how do you make sure that they're actually 
doing a good job? Well, uh, the, the process for me is this, is um, I, will, I will think about a, so a, a task. So I will do it myself first, just to understand what the task is. Before I give it to someone, I need to understand what it is. Right? I'm the business owner, I need to, to know what's going on in the company. Um, and uh, so I will formulate the, the first uh, kind of like draft of the process. And then I have them go through the process and they have to confirm that they've gone through the process and that they will apply the process because the accountability uh, starts, uh, well, someone can get away with this saying, hey, dude, I didn't know, you know, but when they have to confirm in writing, yes, I have, I understand the process, I will apply it for now, now they're accountable, you know, and this has worked, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they don't have to sign some contract or do something really complicated, just the small fact that they have to confirm that I will apply it from now on. And if there is anything, then, well, it's on me because I'm supposed to apply it. So once they've done that, uh, I will monitor the task uh, for, I don't know, two to three weeks, depending on the, the regularity of the task, right? So if it's something they have to do once a month, obviously it's going to be two, three months, right? So um, I go over the task. I, I tell them, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this, can we change this? Can we change that? We have, a, we have a discussion. And then when I feel like, hey, you know what? You don't need me anymore in here. Then that's it. They have it. And they're committed because, you know, they had to make that statement of, okay, I'm going to apply this, you know? And uh, yeah, very simple stuff, but, you know, works like gangbusters for me. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. How, so, so when you hand over responsibility to people do you have any sort of way of tracking the performance over time or you know making sure that you know they don't do really well initially and then at some point start falling off or like any any sort of any any way you sort of manage that um yeah uh yeah kind of i'll say this is maybe one area where i'm i'm not looking at you know uh like graphs and KPIs and stuff to monitor that like over time or something. Uh, we have regular um, meetings where, you know, I don't know, like once, once a week or something, uh, we will talk about it. And it's basically doing those kind of like uh, reviews that we will uh, address. If there's anything that's not working, we will address it. So I don't have any, uh, I haven't built any uh, like tracker to see, you know, if this is done or this is done. Um, I know if the task is not being done because I can see it in the results, but uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, you know, that's one of the, the areas where some people might be uh, more advanced than me there because um, I, I'm like a uh, high level view and this is too, yeah, I mean, for me, in my philosophy, it's a little bit too micromanagement. I have a, like a, a, a micromanagement line and for me, it goes beyond that, you know. But the, the, the thing is also that the, the staff that I have, so people who are in my company, um, I, in seven years, I only had one person who left. So I've worked with these people since 2013 and nobody ever left. So they know exactly how I work. Uh, they know exactly how, you know, what, uh, what I expect or, or anything. And um, yeah, this is why today, maybe in the beginning, yes, I had to do a little bit more of that. But today I don't necessarily have to do it because they're, you know, I kind of like know the, the kind of like family, you know. Right. And you have 
obviously you you said you can see it in the results so obviously you you have some some good output in terms of being able to man, measure the results is that right yeah yeah so it's basically stuff like okay setting up campaigns and stuff so if i see that uh you know, there are no clicks or anything coming from the, the campaigns that I know, well, it doesn't, be, I can look a little bit and say, oh, you know, these, these campaigns haven't been done or anything. But just because I chose the right person, if it was me, honestly, I'll be very honest, if it were me who had to set up those campaigns, it would be done two days. And then afterwards, <laughs> I will be doing something else. I chose the right person and they just do it like consistently. And even stuff that I completely forgot we were doing, they still been, they, they've been doing that. So uh, you know, it's, um, uh, it is also choosing the, the, the right people will, um, will help you get stuff done. Obviously you still need to trust doesn't, I don't know, in, uh, in French, we have some expression that says that, you know, just because you trust them, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't check. Right. But it reduces considerably the, um, the, the risk of the stuff that not being done. So, I mean, so far, uh, for me, it's work, it worked great. The work is being done and, uh, yeah, very happy with it. Cool. Well, that's it. always good when the work's getting done. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're all trying to achieve. So, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, how, how have you gone around? Like you, so you said you have people all over the world. So how, how mm -hmm. have you gone around like hiring these people and what, what, what have you done? Where, how have you found them and so on? Yeah. So the, um, the way it works for, for me. So the first two, um, I was, I was writing books and I needed a, um, I need a cover for my book. And I needed a, an editor, someone who would go and, uh, you know, change all the, the formats and stuff, stuff that I absolutely hate doing, you know. Um, so I was looking for a designer for, for the book and I went on the platform. So today it's called Upwork. At the time it was called Oldesk. And I basically uh, created a, like a, a post looking for a designer and uh, there were a lot of like applicants. So I asked them, okay, can you do me a sample of this, of that? So there were maybe like I don't know, 10, 15 of them. And um, I found this guy there who was responsive. Uh, he understood everything I was asking and he delivered, I mean, quality results. It was insane. The quality discrepancy between what he was doing, what the other ones were doing was, in, was huge. And one thing that I learned uh, over time is, you know, uh, people always assume that working with freelancers is easy. Oh yeah, you just go online, you find a freelancer. It takes an awful lot of time to find one, a decent one. And then most of the time they just vanish in thin air, right? So they, either they start and they vanish or they do a really good job and then they vanish or something, you know? And I, when I find someone who's good, uh, you know, on the freelancing side, I will make sure to keep them as happy as possible because I know how precious they are. So this guy for me was precious. He was, uh, he was the best. So he did my book covers. And then my philosophy is also that someone who's very good at what they do and they have achieved mastery in something, uh, they have these um, traits and they will generally hang around other people who have high mastery as well, which is these are other people are committed and they could be in a very different um, space. Okay. So um, you know, for example, if you look like professional athletes and stuff, they will hang around other professional athletes because they know the grind of like 20 years before they get there. 
So I went to this guy because I was looking for um, someone to build a backend interface for uh, WordPress. So I asked him, you know, uh, you're very good. I'm pretty sure you know good people who, who can do some WordPress. And he said, hey, I can do it. I can do that too. So anyway, long story short, this guy was so good. And he, he, he started doing so many things in the company for me. And he knew exactly how it worked and everything. He built the systems that I hired him. And the same happened with the, the, the girl who was doing the editing for, uh, for my book. She was the best. And she's the one who's doing all the, 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 the monitoring stuff for me today. She was the absolute best. So same scenario. So from there, because now they've been working with me, they, they know who I am. I empower them. Uh, again, there is a second way for me to empower them is, look, you know how I work. Uh, you enjoy working with me. I, if I post an ad out there, I can lie about what, you know, how it is to work with me. Maybe I'm a complete jerk, right? But I trust you 100%. So if you tell me that I have my friend Bob, and I think Bob will fit well in the company, and I'm uh, accountable because I'm bringing Bob in the company, then I will hire Bob. So everybody that comes in the company comes from my uh, the the existing team because they they know the, the the company they know everything and it's been it, uh, that's the reason why i only had one person who who left and they didn't leave because they didn't like the job they just moved on to something else um but yeah it's it works great so when you're looking to hire new people don't necessarily think the first thing is you have to go on the, on the job site ask your people right? They will find the right people for you. They work for you every day. They know the, co the company culture and they will find really good people. Yes, I, I like that. I'm, and that's similar to the advice I normally give people, which is um, the first place to look when you're hiring is in your network, right? Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually uh, was coaching a guy last night where he was like, yeah, I hired this guy. He's awesome. And I need one more like him. And I'm like, ask him because if he's really good at like this particular guy was very good at spreadsheets and, you know, mm. very, very detail oriented. And I'm like, well, he's probably the most likely person to know someone like him because yeah, people exactly. tend to hang around with people that are like themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, now, again, I definitely also know companies where it have been a little bit of a problem because basically it ended up being a company of, uh, I think 11 or 12 people that were all very good friends. Yeah, and yeah. The problem was the main guy at some point chose to leave and literally everyone left the business, right? Oh, Which, yeah. That, that's obviously an issue, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah that's a good point, actually. I, I, I hadn't considered that. So, so and <laughs> particularly if you're, if you're in a situation where, like, let's say someone stopped performing or for whatever reason you have to fire someone, mm -hmm. if, if they're the best friend of the rest of your staff, that could definitely be a challenge right yeah, so yeah. It, it won't necessarily be like everyone's leaving right but it's it's one of those things like i i, I love referrals right and i i love finding people again i i love referrals from top performers mm -hmm. sometimes if you have people that are maybe not top performers they would tend to recommend people who might also not be top performers right but yeah, from yeah. top performers my experience is you generally get good recommend. Well, two options. You either get recommendations of great performers or family members or friends that desperately need a job. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think as a business owner, you need to be able to distinguish between those two as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense.
Yeah. So you, you've mentioned creating processes a couple of times. So yeah. this is obviously one area where, where a lot of business owners aren't particularly keen on doing the work, let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how have you gone around that? Well, it's, um, so that's the thing. The, the, to just to go around it is uh, to kind of look at the objections that you have when it comes to doing the process. So the, the thing is, uh, most of the time people say, yeah, I don't have time to do the process. But, you know, creating a process will take you an hour. Doing the task yourself because you don't want to do the process will take you a lifetime, right? So this is how I think about it. Um, and, um, and do, I mean, creating a process is really not that complicated. People, you know, the, I think the word process is scary for people. They think you need some fancy words and unicorns and stuff on it. You're just basically, you know, listing what it is that you're doing every day. And if, if I asked you the question, okay, what do you do every day? You'll be able to, to, you know, to tell me in like, you know, five minutes, you know, how it's done, to be honest. So it doesn't take too much time. It saves you so much time. Uh, in the end, and if you care, that's the thing. Me, I care about I care about my lifestyle uh, more than I care about doing the operational stuff. To be honest, so this is in line with what I want to achieve. I want to I want to be able to have a good life where I don't have to do the operational stuff. So if it means I have to take you know one hour uh, to do a process, I will definitely do the damn process. You know what I mean? Um, and also, what you can do is uh, just allocate one hour of your time, whether it is during your working hours or I don't know, on the weekend or something, one hour of your time, uh, you know, just, just, I don't know, one hour a week or something. And then you do your processes there. It, you have time to do it because that's the, that's the, the, the objections that I get the, 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 the most, oh, I don't have time to do it. I say, well, but you have time to do the damn task that takes you way more. And I don't know how to do it. I'm like, dude, it's simple. You just write down what you're doing, you know? Um, so there's no, <clears throat> for me, if you ask me, this is the best thing I have ever done in business, right? So, you know, selling this product for that much or blah, 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 et cetera, that's good. But creating those processes, it gives me a life, right? Which is way more important than revenue, than profits or something. So that's my, my explanation for, for doing it. And, uh, you know, you, you have the time and you, you already have the expertise to so go for it. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So that, that was one thing you mentioned earlier that, that, uh, yeah, that, that struck me a little bit, right? So one of the key things, most business owners feel they have to learn the task first mm-hmm. and then delegate it. And one of my key things is that, that that's great in the beginning, but mm-hmm. when you start building a business, you become really, really powerful when you get to a point where you can actually tell someone, give someone ownership and responsibility for things that doesn't yet exist. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So because this is one of the things that a lot of people are really struggling with quite a bit, right? Because they're like, oh, well, you know, I have to learn it first and then I have to teach someone else how to do it. And the key thing is you don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Reality is you don't. Now, the, the thing is, if you put yourself in a situation where you actually hand over responsibility, so let's say you have to do something new, 
right? So again, I was talking with a client the other day who wanted to, uh, they want to implement email marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, I need to figure out how to do it. And then I need to train someone and all that good stuff. However, uh, I, I basically advise them to do the opposite, say, don't go and figure out how to do it, right? Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just find someone in the team who is good at a part of that process, either someone who's technical and can figure out how that system works or someone who's good at copywriting and, or like writing in general and, and you know, can actually be good at writing those um, emails and so on, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just do that piece, right? Yeah. And, and handing that over to someone else made such a huge difference for the individual, right? Mm -hmm. Because that put them in a situation where they could really, um, you know, they, they could really be in, like they could handle that responsibility. And at the same time, they would have a very clear view of what needs to be done. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they could hand over the responsibility, someone else actually doing the task. And mm -hmm. therefore they were not in a situation where they had to learn it and understand it. Yeah, and yeah. one of the key things is in a business, when you are the expert, all the questions end up at your desk. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. more you can avoid questions ending up at your desk, the better off you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah, so this is something, um, so what I mentioned earlier is, uh, so there are some tasks that right now are in your business, right? So they're already there. And uh, if before you want to give them to someone else, you, you're already doing them, you are the best person to kind of like give some guidelines, okay? Yep, and, totally. And right. also for these tasks, uh, when I say, uh, and, and this is actually a very valid point, um, I know what's going on in the business, my, my guy in Croatia is a system administrator. I don't know how he connects, he, he creates the, the DKIM and the SPF and all that, because technically, I just know the, the, the basic, you know, okay, so we need to do this, blah, 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 then the details I don't necessarily need to know, okay? But yeah. um, just like you were saying, there are new projects. Let's say there is this new project that we're, that we're starting. What I've done is, uh, and uh, exactly what you were saying, it was, Huh, I don't know anything of this. I cannot centralize all the information. If the information is centralized through me, the company is very vulnerable. So I will basically buy a, uh, so I had, the, for example, a lot, of, uh, a lot of tools and a lot of courses and stuff that I bought over the years. I never actually went through them. And I, I, I picked up these courses and I gave it to my staff. Hey, go through this then you're the guy now, and then you go through this thing, you, you come up with the process and you explain what the thing does, and then we're going to implement it so that everybody in the company will have different, um, you know, kind of different expertise and doesn't come, um, you know, everything doesn't come to me. So that's more for like the new projects, like the core ones that I, you actually want to get, to get rid of and have, and have someone do them for you. Uh, obviously you've done them yourself first, but it's, a, it's you know, also very, very good, as you were pointing out, that um, anything new you want to add to the business, uh, you can get someone the training. They go, they become the expert, and they just brief you on the, the actual workflow. So, if, you know, so you have some idea of what's going on in the business. You know? Yeah. 
Excellent. Well, that's very good, Martin. Very good. What What's the biggest management challenge that you have ever faced, and and how did you end up dealing with that? So I joined a a, a company, and um, the culture was the problem. Okay, I was fortunate enough. So when when I started my career, the the first real job that I said I, I had because I've I've done some you know jobs when I was a student and stuff, but the one that I consider back my real job. The first one, I was brought in a company where the culture, the team culture, was um, it was the heart of everything. And my manager at the time, she gave me the philosophy that I have right now. So my philosophy right now is that the the most important, um, you know, the, the most important aspect of my company uh, is not my client. I don't care about the client, to be honest, because the client maybe they buy from you once, that's it, they they're gone. Right? Maybe they come back three months or something. I don't know what your retention rate is. But the people who give me their time every single day, they come to work for me. They make my life easier for years and years and years and years. They're way more important for me. So my team is everything. And uh, what I want in my team is that everybody helps each other. There's no competition. We're all striving to achieve the same goal. So this is the culture I was uh, kind of like brought in. And I mean, thankfully, this is where I started. And I ended up in this company where when I got there, the company, the, the culture was completely different. So there were two teams. So I had uh, six people, right? So there were two completely different teams and two, ma two different managers, like account managers in these teams. And one of the account managers is someone that I already worked with before. He was, you know, we pretty much had the same philosophy. So he was... Um, mentoring the two people or account executive that he had under him, passing all the knowledge and not centralizing the information, making sure that they, you know, they, they level up, right? But the other team, uh, team manager was holding all the information, was forbidden the two other people to talk to anybody from the other team, thinking that, I don't know, it was some sort of war or something. Even though they're in the same department, they need to work together. Um, they had, they couldn't talk to the other team. And if they, uh, they wanted to talk even to a client, they had to go through that person before. So when I joined, I basically had to, to kind of like change that and get the team to understand that, hey, you know what? We're all working together and let's start helping each other out, right? There is no you know, left team, right team and stuff. And you know, just putting together um, you know, some, uh, some activities that the, the, the team was, was doing together. Uh, everybody will have a project. Um, that they had to present to the other ones. So let's say in the team, you always have someone who's very good at something and everybody goes to them for that, okay? So let's say you're very good at HTML or uh, something like this. Everybody's asking, oh, how do I do this, how do I do that? So we are obviously not going to transform everybody into you, right? Because it took you years to do it. But there are some basic skills that you can pass to the rest of the team that will eliminate maybe 80% of their problems so they don't come to you. So I, um, I evaluated everybody's uh, core uh, strengths and I asked them, okay, so you will need to basically train the other team members on what it is that you're good at. And just like that, you know, um, you know helping each other out and stuff, the team became a lot better and... Um, and even the cases resolution was a lot faster because they had most of the answers. And so it took a little bit of time, but they worked out. And that was, if you ask me, the, the, the best team that I've managed uh, because we ended up being like, like, it was really like a family atmosphere. 
So that was the, my biggest challenge. It was more related to the culture and uh, kind of like the Cold War that was going on there. Oh, wait, Excellent. That sounds that sounds really really good, Martin. So um, yeah, I, I think that was great. So if people are eager to get in contact with you or get hold of you, what is the best way to do so? Uh, the best way I will say um, I will uh, uh, maybe you can contact me on uh, Facebook. So I will leave you a, uh, a Facebook or uh, for anybody who. Um, uh, who's interested in or who has you know, a particular problem uh, in their company and, and they want some advice or something or like a you know, basic strategy call, um, I can leave you a, uh, a link where you can, uh, you can book me. We can go through uh, what it is that uh, you're, you're struggling with, what is what your company doing, what you're trying to achieve, and see if there is a, a strategy that I, can, uh, that I can help you with. Because um, I've been able to successfully do that in my own company. So I didn't get a, and that's the thing, you know, so uh, we were talking about this in the, uh, before, before the show is um, very often people assume that you, you, there is one way of doing things and there, there are many different ways. Um, I've been able to achieve what I achieved without a, a specific training that I followed from one person. I got bits and pieces from there and then experience and stuff happened and stuff. And I can show people, okay, what it is that I was able to achieve and, um, and yeah, so if, uh, if you are looking for like a solution, trying to get out of the, the, out of your business, because that's now my core specialty, then, uh, you can definitely hit me up there. I will give you a link and, uh, you can have a free, uh, consultancy call and then we can go over that. Excellent. Thank you very much, Martin. It was awesome having you on the podcast. And yeah, thank you for having me. Excellent. And to the audience, we'll be back again next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.